Gracious Father, the miracle-working God, work miracle with the little that we give to you. When the crowd, everybody was hungry, 5,000 people, you just needed something in your hand to be able to feed all of them. Lord, this is our loaf of bread that we've brought before you. Receive it in your hand, break it, O God, and meet our need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You are welcome. Indeed, God is what? A miracle-working God. He is still in the business of working miracles. Sometimes, because of your own personal experience, uh, you think miracles have ceased. <laughs> yeah. So don't use your personal experience, your inability to receive or to take to say that the thing is not there. It is there. Hallelujah. And I believe that it, uh, the miracles of God are also taken through a certain process. It doesn't just fall on people. Uh, 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 it falls to people uh, 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 who stand in a certain place. Hallelujah. Anytime God meets people, he, he does some great miracle for them. But all of them have also have got their own problems. I, uh, when I started reading about Abraham, uh, Abraham started somewhere at a point Abraham had to adopt a son, a child. And he told God, uh, God, you know I don't have a child, but the laser of Damascus, which I've done some adoption, uh, 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 he is going to inherit me. So he began with uh, 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 taking uh, adoption. <laughs> and, and, and he said, God, this is my son. This is what I have. I couldn't be, give birth, so I have to go and borrow somebody's uh, uh, and use it. Maybe you are not even sure whether one day the child will run away and go and look for the parent. 
So God said, it's not this one which you've adopted. That's not what I said. I mean, you will have a son. So from that place, he progressed. And the time he told him, the time he was, nothing was happening. Then he decided to go to the next step. God said, I'll have a son. So Sarah said, God said, we have a son. It's not Eliezer, the one we have adopted. And now I am old. So let me help God. So they went a little step further and gave the, uh, the house help uh, to uh, Abraham. Abraham, you know, I can't uh, 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 give birth at this age. But once God has said, uh, is from your loins, then it's not Eliza. So let me give you and let's help God to complete that work. So they help God. <laughs> and, 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 and so they gave birth to uh, and truly uh, it happened. Uh, Sarah said to Abraham, it was Sarah who suggested it, uh, see now, the Lord, see now, <laughs> the Lord has what? Restrained me from what? So the blame was put on God. That it is God who restrained me <laughs> from giving birth. But he has said it. So something must happen. Please, go, it is my fault. And sometimes you begin to blame yourself. So Sarah started blaming herself. Like when people get married, how people blame the other person. Sometimes people blame and normally, I remember sometimes people come to sit before me. The one who blame is the one who has the problem. And <laughs> he said, what? It's my fault. I cannot let you go throughout this world not fulfilling the promises of God. I know where I am as a woman. I can no longer bear children. But I know as a man, you, you may. So let me give you my, uh, my maid so that uh, we, we will fulfill at least the word of God will be fulfilled in our life. So, uh, and normally when you give your mate to your husband and she gives birth in this tradition, the child becomes your child. Uh, that is why uh, uh, Jacob's uh, uh, children, uh, you know, were born by four women. Huh? Or oh, you don't know? When one, this one sees that it's not buried, go and give, give the maid, say, hey, Jacob, woman, mommy, no, woman, mommy. Then the elder one go to the place so that he's old, she can give birth, say, hey, you too. So it was competition, uh, uh, birth con uh, competition. Uh, so you give this one, you give birth, you give this one, give birth, then you add, then the number of children, like in the olden days, your number of children makes you uh, 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 great in the, in the, in the society. So someone says, I have got 15 children. I've got 26 children. <laughs> uh, in this morning, they say, we have 26 children. Uh, people have uh, uh, 15 children, 16 children. Sometimes they are deaf before you can find, uh, uh, you see some of them coming. <laughs> so he gave... Uh, Sarah, uh, uh, Hagar to 
Abraham. And Abraham believed God because he thinks God says it's from the loins, so he happened. So when they went through, truly Sarah got pregnant and said, Wow, my God. Hagar, Hagar. Hagar got pregnant. He said, Yeah, my God. The thing has happened. So uh, he started, you know, Hagar started uh, uh, behaving like Madame. <laughs> and Sarah said, This is not what I said. <laughs> I did. I didn't mean it to be like this. I am I made, I gave you so that we can fulfill the will of God. But now look, you are disrespecting me. You know? Then Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. My wrong be upon who? Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> One of them just said, Whoa! <laughs> my wrong be upon you. I gave you what? I gave my maid into your, into your embrace. And when she saw that she has conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. Sure. <laughs> oh God. If I were God and I come down to come and do the judgment, like who will suffer? Sometimes you can be so desperate that you could say certain things. I understand Sarah. So that was the first step. The first one, Eliezer. God said, no, it's not Eliezer. The second step, he said, let's help. It's from my loins. But this one is from the loins of who? Abraham. So it may be, sometimes we have a second best. Maybe this is the second, uh, what God is saying. And eventually when he started, God brought his word again. No, 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 no. I said that we're going to have a child with Sarah. Or Sarai. So some of us may start with Eliezer in life. And finally, this is not Eliezer. Eliezer is not your final arrival. No. And they rush quickly because we want a very quick fit, fix. Human beings want things to be done. But do you know that when God took Israel out of slavery and bondage, the journey wasn't a long journey. But God said, I intentionally he intentionally did not take them through what? The short, brief, she, she, she. Sometimes you don't understand why God should pass you through some. The thing God has spoken, he should bring it to pass quick tomorrow in my seat. And you see, you are seeing the opposite. Taking you through a long way. God, Why? He said, there was a short way, an easy way, but God said, I did not take them there because these people have been used and they have been working forces, 
They are not fighters. So the moment I take them through the short way, there are some tribe, a tribe called Philistine. They like fighting. On that way, the Philistines are there. If they get there, the Philistines meet them with war. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh <laughs> that God did not lead them by what? By the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was what? Sometimes God will intentionally not take you through the land of the Philistines. But he knows the Philistines can destroy your faith. He knows when you try to believe God and you face battle and you are very young, you run away. So he said, he looked and said, oh my God, this God, he's good. <laughs> Although that was what? Near. For God said, let lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Even when they didn't see war. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Exactly what God taught, that was exactly the, the attitude of the people. At the point they said, let us go. After many years, after walking many miles, after crossing, seeing all these miracles, they met one situation. The people went there and they saw the giant, they went the land and spied when they came back. They cried, no, 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 no. Let us go back. Don't we have a, a, a grace in, <laughs> in Israel? We wanted to go back. Some of you would have gone back, but you've traveled far. So sometimes is the way of the Lord, the way he walks with us. He will need to be very patient to walk with him. It's very not easy. Abraham went through the same way. There could have been a shorter way for Abraham to have a child. God had the ability to give Abraham a child at the age of 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. But God allowed him to travel so that he can be called the father of what? Faith. I believe that if Abraham had given birth earlier, maybe he would have died earlier. But he had to live to see the fulfillment. Then Sarah, God then brought the right promise son. The first one Legally adopted, call him a son. He could call him Abraham Jr. But God said, No. Then he went further, which is closer to what God said. Hagar. God said, No. Hey, at what time again? This man is approaching 100 years. You've got about 13, 13 year boy who can inherit you. Why don't you stick to that, old man? But God said that is not it. Some of us 
we've tasted some things, but you still feel inside you that this is not there, where I ought to be. God still have something for you. Amen. Sometimes we try our faith. And you look at our faith. How many of you have tried your faith and you look like it didn't work? If you are here and you haven't tried it like that, it didn't work, then you are not a Christian. At a point, you believe certain things, but you see, you are not seeing them. Everybody, pastors, prophets, everybody has this challenge. But if so, I have preached faith, and I like preaching faith. And faith is very important, because without it, it is impossible to please God. But I wanted to add something to faith. I want us to read First Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Or let me read from the verse 1. Peter, Petru, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. So he was writing to people who have scattered, like us. Elect to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be one. Grace to you, tell somebody, grace to you and peace be one. How many want multiplication of peace and multiplication of? How do we receive peace in the midst of this troubled world? How do we receive grace to live in this troubled world that every day you hear bad news, threatening news? Today, this one has come, the next day, another thing. Say, Corona is killing people. <laughs> so, yes, that's a SARS. The next one, they say what? Huh? Oh, different, different, different syndromes. You don't know where they come from. Before you realize they've edged their head, they, they raise their head, trying to threaten the whole world. In the midst and as if one is going, when one leaves, you think we are free. By the next time, another one more dangerous than, than the previous one. The palmer worm and the canker worms. <laughs> they keep on coming, and we think, will it ever cease? It may not cease, but you need your faith to remain intact. 
But for your faith to be, to be intact, the Bible says that in the midst of trouble, you can still have grace and still have what? Peace be multiplied unto us. Multiplication of peace. How do we receive this multiplication of peace? I think he answers it, and I'll go and explain certain things. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Move the next. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercies has begotten us again to a living hope through what? The resurrection of what? Jesus Christ from the dead. I love that. To an inheritance, I love it, incorruptible, that one cannot be changed, and undefiled, and that does not fade away like others, reserved in heaven for you and me. Say, prophet, me person me who is here. Who are kept by the what? The power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. The verse 5, I love it. And the verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by. Trial, various what? Various what? How many of you have been going through various trials before? If you haven't, then you are not a human being. Or if you haven't, then your brain doesn't work. You've put your brain in a certain fixed area when even you see fire, it's not fire. You are living in deception. That the genuineness of what? Of your faith. Being much more precious than what? Gold that perishes. It means that your faith is more precious than gold. Than money. Than what we chase for every time. That is why we need to build our faith so much. Sometimes money can fail you. Gold can fail you. It's only your faith that will make you stand. So if we put faith here and put $100 billion here and we ask you to come and choose one, which one will you choose? (laughs) Even if I put $100,000, I know if I close my eyes, by the time I open, the package of $100,000 will get finished and this one will pile up. See, I see a quadrisca, not a vampire. Let's take the money and come and pray with it. But for your information, faith is more precious 
than money. So it's more precious than the position you occupy. It's more precious than whatever, more precious than your marriage, more precious than anything you can find on earth here. Faith is what connects us to God. When you have faith in God, money is no longer a problem to you. So that's why we need to build our belief system, our faith system. Build it up. When you build it up, whether somebody takes all that you have or not, you are still the same person. No matter what you lose, you are still intact. Some people lose something and they get crazy. Some lose their boyfriend and they have what they call heart. I don't know how this soft heart can break. They call it broken heart. Some lose their girlfriends. They think you are stealing. And when you lose it to you, you are dying for it. And when it happens, you can't come and tell pastor. <laughs> Ooh, who you are dying is that you can't tell anybody. <laughs> That's why you don't need to enter into any illegal uh, and put your heart into it as if that's your life. <laughs> Somebody says it's called galamsey. <laughs> don't do galamsey. <laughs> So, ladies, don't let them come and do galamsey. They will destroy your waters. As <laughs> <laughs> a prophet, oh, I know. I, I, I say, eh, we still be a bit in Makasa. <laughs> let me continue. <laughs> Let's continue from my, my scripture. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This faith is always tested. Some of the time, it, the more it goes through fire, the better and the greater it is. Abraham's faith was tested. The Israelites' faith were tested. That's why God did not take them to a short path. He passed through their long journey to test their heart and to test their faith. Sometimes God tests your faith. Whether what you said you believe, you believe him. Some of us believe God because of what we get from him. Some Christians, when it's well with them, their prayer life is high. Then they'll be praying loud. When you see them screaming and shouting, it means that their pocket is full. <laughs> but when it's empty, that's the time you need to pray more. That's the time you need to even shout. But they pray as if they've been defeated. 
Shabure kapas. Shala bratushkiba. Shake your head. So the scriptures place high premium on faith above the physical things on earth here. And I believe that all of us will put our faith in it. And he said, I said, Pastor, I've operated on faith. I didn't see anything. We see faith, faith, faith. We live in faith. Ah, look at how I am. The same place. Faith. According to Peter says that when you have faith, we have to add certain things. We add virtue. We add knowledge. We add all the rest. Okay. Second Peter 1 verse 5. Alex. But also, for this very reason, giving all diligence, Add to your, for what reason? Let me read for that reason. Simon Peter, oh, the same Simon Peter. This one, he called himself a bond one, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have obtained like what? Precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. There's no righteousness that places death. God, apart from the one that comes through Christ Jesus. Grace and what? And peace be what? I spoke about the grace and peace. Be multiplied. This way too, it is multiplied, isn't it? The two can be multiplied in the midst of trouble, in the midst of what is happening. Grace, what we need is the multiplication of grace and what? Peace. Multiply to what? To you. In what? In the knowledge of what? God and of our Jesus, our Lord. In the midst of this, we need to multiply in grace and peace in the knowledge of God and Christ, his son. And that gives us divine faith. Let me continue the, from the five. As his divine power has... No, no, let, let's move from it. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, what? What is he saying? There's something to be added to what? Huh? Giving what? All what? Diligent. We are sometimes diligent over our work. We are diligent over everything apart from God's things. Because of this, giving all diligence add to your faith. You don't allow faith to stand alone. You must add certain into your faith to be able to see the full benefit of faith in your life. And Abraham added this. 
And as you delay and go delay in your life, these are the things you must add. So that your faith can have a good result. Add your faith what? Virtue. That's a strength or what? Isn't it? Oh? Virtue is what? What's virtue? What is virtue? Oh. Okay, let me read. In view of this, make your effort to respond to God's promises supplement. Some of you take food supplements. Why do you take the food supplement? To help the inadequacy of the what you take, augmented, isn't it? Because your body needs that. So supplement your faith with what? <coughs> A generous word. Provision of what? Moral excellence. This year, we have our what? Theme as what? Excellent. I believe that the first target of excellence is not making money. The first target of excellence is moral excellence. That is what we need. That is what Christians can and will should be able to provide to the world. Moral what? But it seems that it's getting lost in the church. Faith does not mean that only take, take, take. Add to that take and take. Moral excellence. Tell somebody moral excellence. When we add this moral excellence to our faith, You will not, wherever they put you in a position of trust, you don't need any law to govern you. You will do the right thing and stay right. People can trust you. Moral excellent. The church, the first thing the church or we must add to our faith is what? Say moral excellence. We have it, but we must grow it. Oh my God, it's great. People these days, we don't want to listen to this kind of uh, messages. Want to tell you, you can go and lie. Some people have got some trickish way. They want to do it, and they use some tricks to be able to, to, to amass wealth. Even churches, people can use some different uh, uh, method to gather human beings. I don't call it a church. Gather human beings. <laughs> Full of tricksters, liars, and all. But the church must stand. Moral excellence. I don't say that you, can't, you won't sin. But moral, you must have it, you must add it to your faith. You may fall, but rise up. When you fall, don't lie down. Don't say, I'm a whoop. <laughs> don't say, dead goat, don't fear knife. <laughs> Get up, arise. Moral excellence. Continue. Let me read the rest. So, 
In view of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises, supplement your faith with a generous provision of what? Moral. I said, generous provision. You can have more, but it might be generous. It might be plenty. And moral excellence with what? Knowledge. Believers must excel in knowledge. When we talk about excellence, we must move in knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you'll be limited. Anything you don't have knowledge about, you are limited. I am limited in a certain area when it comes to accounting. I am limited because I don't have enough knowledge in that area. And this man became my boss in that area. That is why sometimes you have them as advisors. When you don't have knowledge, you need advice from somebody to help you. So knowledge can limit you. And knowledge can even put confidence in you. You know when you know something and you move to any place and some problem and situation happen, everybody is panicking, but you know how to deal with it. You see yourself relax. Peace, calm. Peace is being multiplied to you. Grace has come upon you. The moment you stand in that office, any office which you are knowledgeable, everybody submit to you. So to your faith, don't only be morally good, it's good, that the first thing you must add, don't throw it away, you must also add what? Knowledge. Understanding things, understanding how things operate, knowledge in prayer. Sometimes, you see people, even when people are praying, because they are lack of knowledge, they will use their prayer to cancel their own prayer. (laughs) (laughs) And they expect God to answer that prayer. That's why when you go to court, they give you, you need a lawyer. You don't say, I can talk. It's not only talking, you know. There's a rule and there's a way they will present. Sometimes you think, oh, but technically they will knock you out. Oh? So those who think they are pocket lawyers, So if you go and you don't have, they will ask you whether they can give you some. You need somebody to represent you in that area. Because if you don't have that knowledge, you will make mistakes. You yourself will put the rope and put your neck there without knowing that you are hanging yourself. So whatever you do, seek knowledge in that area. If you want to do business, seek knowledge in that area after adding faith. If whatever you want to do here uh, in this world, you need to have knowledge in that area. If you want to marry, seek knowledge in marriage. Don't you know, Charlie, my body, I'm now mature. Hey, mature. King Kong. It doesn't take King Kong to marry. 
There's a difference between marriage and hit and run. Anybody can hit and run. But marriage, you can't run. If you hit it, you must, you must stay inside. <laughs> and learn how to treat the wound. What piano is all trashy. Now, how to treat, how do we treat a wounded person? So if you're going to marry, do what? That is why sometimes we ask people, oh, go for uh, counseling. They say, ah, why did they go counseling? Share. If you enter there, you know. Knowledge that you apply. Somebody will put the Bible aside. You go. We need knowledge. We need to excel in that area. Whichever, whatever field you have chosen, I want you to have the, the proper knowledge about that field. Once you get that one, you can succeed. So you add it to your faith and you move to the world, you face the world in that same knowledge with a higher knowledge in addition. That is from God. Intuition in your heart plus the knowledge you have, you will overcome them. Amen. I hope you're getting me. If you are driving, have knowledge. The road sign, all the signs, you must know. No, you don't only need need to learn how to drive and take the... Now, these days, it's automatic, so uh, <laughs> you need to... You just need brake and listen. But you must learn uh, all the road sign and everything. You don't see uh, this in, uh, a cow picture that says... Uh, 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 how do you call it? Is that slaughterhouse? Or you, or, or, this, is, this is chop bar. It's chop bar. <laughs> I said, I remember... <laughs> The first time we came to, I came to Accra, we brought some driver who had never seen traffic light before. <laughs> he saw red. He ran through the red. He said, what, what was that? He said, oh, it means danger. <laughs> Didn't you see the danger? When it's danger, you don't stay at one place, you run. So interpretation. To <laughs> that is the seventies. So you need knowledge. Imagine he sees it as danger. He should run fast. You who know the ten sees it green. That this, it is my right. Before you realize it, he took mine and killed you. And to him, he hasn't done anything. If they call him, he will say, you are wrong. You've seen the bush green, which are leaves. And me, I've seen danger. I'm running away. (laughs) 
So get the appropriate knowledge. And if you're learning, learn well. If you are a seamstress, get the appropriate knowledge. Don't just get halfway. Have knowledge. Now upon you run away. You don't want to submit yourself under that authority to learn. And um, people who have half knowledge, they are more dangerous. Knowledge is very important. How many of you know that knowledge is very important? A knowledgeable doctor, you want him to deal with you, isn't it? Oh? Let me give you an example. If we have to open you, and there's a good surgeon, and a good pastor like me, and they say, choose one of you. One. I'm very morally, very good. The doctor smokes, he drinks, beats his wife, does everything. But he's knowledgeable in, a, in his field. Which one of them will you choose? Oh, oh, oh you answer me. Which one of you? Don't, no, you won't offend me. If you don't choose me, I won't be offended. <laughs> you don't have to choose me. Are you getting me? Don't choose me because I'm your pastor. Choose me because I can do the work. Don't choose me because I'm your tribe man. Choose me because I am capable of doing it. Don't choose me because I'm related to you. Choose me because I can deliver. Separate that work from your relationship. I hope you're getting me. So when you have faith, moral excellence, you must add knowledge. Whatever you do, add knowledge. Know it. If you're an architect, know it and be abreast. You know, the world is changing. Architect, you've been drawing with your hands and they've changed the computer. You don't even know how to move the, uh, the mouse. What catchy? You are no longer an architect. Why you Oh, accountant, calculator. Sometimes no calculator. You are, you, are, you are doing math because you're very good calculation. Everything you want to calculate it with your hand. Now things have passed. You enter it and it will give you the result. You only have to know the principles and where to put what it is. First, you have to have the crack your brain and. Be able to add figures. You are the computer. You are the, <laughs> the, 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 the calculator. You are everything. But now the machine is able to do it very quick and fast for you. So if you still remain in that old system, you lose your business. Even medical science is changing. Huh? You can be a doctor, but not a doctor. Nemasisa. So always 
be abreast with the current knowledge. The best knowledge. Continue to learn. So faith does not mean laziness of mind. So to your faith, you must add what? Add what? Knowledge. For me, whatever you do, what you are knowledgeable at, you are very confident in it. I cannot know everything, but there are some fields. If you put me with some people, I know. But some places, when you put me, you set me to fail. And I won't do that. If you put me someplace, I will never. Because I don't have what it takes. If you don't know how to swim, don't let them go and put you in the middle of the sea and ask you to swim. <laughs> it's not faith, it's foolishness. <laughs> because Bible says, add to your faith. <laughs> Knowledge. I hope I don't want you to shipwreck your faith. Don't let people cause you to shipwreck your faith. As you have trust in God, God wants us to have knowledge in addition to that. Then continue to quickly. When I don't finish, I'll cut it into them. I'll bring the rest the following week. Oh, give me the next, the same verse. To knowledge, what? Self, what? Haste. To knowledge, add what? Some of us don't have self-control at all. Kai. Self-control, cry, no cry. It's very important to have self-control or else you will move before God. Self-control. Sometimes temperance, be able to control your life. Determine what you want. Don't let people determine what you want. Last Tuesday, I told people, uh, when I was teaching on the prophetic, I told you that nobody knows you. Nobody. No machine. No human being. No specialist can assess you and know you better than yourself. Sometimes people say you are not good, but inside you, you know you can do this. And they look at you, you can you do it? But you know you can do it. Sometimes people will look at the outward appearance and judge you with that. Because that is what men can do. But inside you, there is something in you that says that this is what you can do. This is what you can do. Some people fail in life not because they are failures, but because people have forced them into places where they are not. So, then why are we down here? Sometimes the option available to us in Africa is limited to what is in us. So there's something in you but when you look around, there is nothing for you to hold on. And they call you a hopeless person. They call you a useless person. 
useless. It's not an insult. Is that that you've been useless? <laughs> but they can't use you food. <laughs> you can be only useless. So that's why you know, when say you say you used so you can call me useless. Indeed, I may be useless to you because my use for you is less. But I can be useful to some other areas because when it comes there, my use is food. They can use my food potential. So children, we force them. Especially a parent. I always say the parents should be able to guide their children from what is from within. Schools should not impose education on people. They should bring out that thing in them and educate them. It should give them guidelines. But I tell you, too damn soon. You said three. You said, what more? On more The fact that you cannot chew the thing, eh? multiply the thing with your mind, they call you a hopeless person. Meanwhile, these days, you don't use your mind to calculate. You use machine. So why should you fail me? Sometimes we don't even do the practical thing. When they're sitting exams, examine them with what they're going to do at work. Sometimes I give them the book. Oh, yeah, now how do you find it out? Because when you sit at the way, it's not examination. You are working, and you must produce a result. He said, this prophet, I said, okay. Oh, oh, the There's something within us. The Bible says that no one knows any man except the spirit of the man. Your spirit knows you. That's why your spirit will not tell you you are hopeless. You are useless. Your spirit will tell you you can do this. Sometimes everybody is on the other side, but you'll find that there's something within you and you want to do something, you are a world changer. Those who have become millionaires, listen to what is from within. They were not the most intelligent people at school. The billionaires, isn't it? Some use it, some what they started, they started as a hobby. Sometimes something just lets me do this and do this, and as a hobby. So I don't have a car. Why don't I do some, uh, some, anything, put up certain uh, software that can link cars. If you need a car, you can, the Uber. Onika. And so cars are operated, it's bigger than any single person that operate a car. Uh, 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 how do you call it? 
some people don't. They are there and you click, they will tell you any place. Find a place for you to go and sleep. You can book and they will charge a fee. You become rich. No maintenance for uh, the hotel or where you are sleeping. <laughs> don't pay electricity, but don't do anything. <laughs> they just connect you and they get money. We build and somebody makes big money out of it. Maybe the thing was in it. He said, I don't have money, <laughs> but I have brain. Let me use it in this area. Some of us have got some things. What do we have? As a person, as Ghanaians and Africans, I, I have a problem when the Western want to force their culture on us. I have a problem. We are wired in a different way. If it's good culture, that's good. I have been saying, not all cultures are good. The fact that something is wrong, if it's wrong in the Bible, it is wrong. I say what? You can massage it and call a dog or call a decorated donkey, a still You can decorate it. Put a nice, put kinte on it. Give it shoes. It is still one. A decorated monkey is still a monkey. Don't call it a human being. So what do we have? Our leaders must know. We know ourselves more. I remember some years back, I was talking with somebody. The guy was telling me certain things about Ghana from US. I sat in my office, was talking, this is going to happen, there's this and that and that and that. I told him, I am telling you. After the petition, then it will be peaceful. He said, no, no, it will be this. This is what we are. I said, I am telling you, those who speak to you, they are from one area. We are on the ground. <laughs> Apart from our prayer, so I asked him a question. He said, Ghana stands. I said, yes, it stands. I said, that day, it will be the most peaceful day. He said, why do you say that? I said, ah. Even in the air, listen. People who want to fight, would they be praying for peace? The other area, the other people are saying, want peace. This one says, you want peace. All the political parties are saying, they want peace. So who is going to fight? So as for this particular one, I've sensed in my heart, I told the person that nothing. And that day, 
thank God, fear drove away people to their homes. And the street was very quiet that day. It was the most peaceful. <laughs> There's something within you what you feel is this, but it looked like generally this is what everybody thinks it is. Whenever what is in your heart conflicts with the general things, develop what is in your heart, it means that you must lead that thing. So we need self-control. Faith needs self-control. If you don't have self-control, you cannot operate in that faith. In faith at self-control. You remember Paul, uh, Peter. How many of you remember Peter? There was a storm that was blowing. And Jesus asked him, he said, if you are the one, let me come. And Jesus said what? Instead of maintaining self-control, looking at Christ, he lost his focus and turned to the storm and started sinking. Faith must be complete. Self-control. Some of us, the reason why we haven't attained anything because of our lack of self-control. You put up a target. I want to exercise twice a week. <laughs> Self-control. <laughs> Some of you have, we went and bought uh, treadmills. Now you are hanging things on the tree. <laughs> it's not the beginning, but anybody who has self-control is consistent. And consistency brings success. Some of you hit here, hit here, hit here, hit here, hit here. You have no self-control. Small thing. You have no self-control. I pray that God will help you to have self-control. There are certain things you have said and you've regretted saying them. How many of you know that anything you say you cannot collect it back? Sometimes before you realize you said certain things and, and, and say, oh, is that me who said it? You are the one. Why did you say it? Lack of self-control. Let's have self-control. Self-control in eating. Some of us, our eye, whatever they see. The moment the food passes, the stomach begins to tell them, you must eat, you must eat, you must eat, you must eat. Tell the stomach, I'm carrying you. You must wait, you must wait, you must wait. <laughs> Eat everything. And so now you know this thing is killing me. What is killing people? They know it. Or oh, you don't know? They know what is killing us. But self-control, we don't have it. You know, if I do this, this is what is going to happen to me, but you don't have self-control. I hope I'm not... Uh, I'm telling the truth. Self-control. We must excel in that area. 
Control yourself, control your appetite, control whatever you do. Some people cannot even sit down. Self-control, you go to work, instead of working, you are lazy, self-control. Some, your temper, hey! You fight your boss, fight everybody, and let I say that Satan is hindering you. You allow Satan to come and hinder you. Self-control. Beat your wife. Small time, you take your hands. I don't think this church, we don't do that. I, I, I don't think this church, nobody. Not only men that beat their wife. I've seen a man. <laughs> I've seen a man, I know a man. I want to, I want to, please. If you are listening to me, the person not in this church. The wife beat him. <laughs> and this woman will be beating him all the time. The man of self-control, he said, I won't hit the woman back. So the woman have taken uh, uh, advantage and every day try to beat the man. And sometimes you, 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 the woman will beat and head and something. Listen, he sees his face. What happens? Oh, me koto go tam, enye go tam. I fell on in a gutter. He, 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 he wanted to protect the wife. That oh, my wife beat me. He couldn't say my wife beat me. Self control. You think it's only beating is from both sides, anger from both sides. Everything from both sides. Men need self-control. Women need self-control. Sometimes some women, your mouth, you can't control it. I say, I didn't say all. I said some. So don't carry me to uh, your mouth. When you are angry, you will insult, insult all your in-laws. No, your in-law is in the house. And when they hear that you are insulting them, then they begin to become an enemy to you. I say, I'm not having peace in my marriage. No self-control. I hope I'm saying something better. Okay, the last one, they will close. To knowledge self-control and to self-control what? Perseverance. Perseverance. We need perseverance, especially in this world. What is perseverance? Oh, ah, people, you went to better school than me, so tell me the reason. <laughs> With patient endurance to be able. How many of you have endured before? The Bible says that Jesus endured the cross. At a point, his, he felt like falling out. He said, Aja, say, could we? Say, to me. But if not, I will still persevere. I will still move on. It's not easy. Abraham persevered. Anyone that operated in faith persevered. 
Sometimes as if you are becoming a fool, but you are not a fool. Continue to trust God. Continue to believe God. Next week, I'll continue with the rest. God bless you. We have come with open